This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello Australia, welcome to My Millennial Money, I'm Glenn James. Today on this episode, I'm talking with a listener, a member of the Facebook group, Kayla. She put a post up uh, a couple of months ago and I was a little bit intrigued and I think I was in a bit of a mood and I'm like, hey, let's jump on the podcast and have a chat about your situation. I'll try and do a bit of a clarity call uh, to give Kayla some clarity in her life. Uh, John Pigeon, our other host of My Millennium Money, usually does these clarity calls. But hey, I used to talk to people for a living, so I thought I'd jump back in the trenches and have a chat with somebody. And just remember, this is not any type of advice. So if you're listening, just be entertained, be informed, and please seek advice on your own personal situation. Kayla, welcome to My Millennial Money. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. Now, give us a rundown of your current position. Alrighty. So, I'm 32 at the moment. Out of school, I went to work like some people do, some people don't. Um, Changed careers a couple of times after that, like most people in their 20s, not quite sure what's going on, what's happening, what they're into. Um, So, three weeks after my 30th birthday, I was lucky enough to get the role that I currently have uh, pays quite well. I've just started getting my what we call full rate. I've finished probation, finished training, all of that. Um, my full rate is quite a lot more money than I'm used to, especially having been a student for you know a good half of my 20s. And uh, the short version is I've got no idea. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that's why we're here. by and all of a sudden, you know, the answer mm. to do I have enough money to afford this now is always yes. Yeah. So, it's a bit challenging. Now, what's your current um, living arrangements? I share a house with my cousin and my brother. It's a bit of a family unit. Uh, we yep. rent and uh, my rent because of that split three ways is uh, pretty good, especially for the yep. area I live in, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, do you have a partner? Yeah, but not uh, live in. Yeah, separate yep. to me. Okay. Like no shared finances, none of that. Yeah, cool. How long have you been with the partner? Nearly two years. Okay, cool. Two years. How much cash would you say you've got saved at the moment? Two and a half grand. I did um, have major surgery in July, and so I had a bit of money saved for that. But I didn't have any um, like leave accrued at work. So, the savings that I had were to cover that time off that I had 10 weeks off. Yeah, right. Yeah. And are you able to share the nature of the surgery and illness or is that something you would rather not? I don't mind. I had a hysterectomy. Yeah, okay. And I had cool. uh, the big cut, 
like a fish. So <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, a bit of a recovery. Yep. It is major, isn't it? It's so yeah, big. It was quite big. And then um, part of my job, I need to be able to lift uh, some weight. So given that I had, yeah, quite a big abdominal incision, uh, that wasn't really an option. So, mm. yeah. And I guess you did mention that uh, in your original post that, you know, you will be childless um, mm-hmm. or that's your current intention. Yeah. Um, with that, like, had you, have you got any thoughts about, oh, I would actually still like to be a mother one day um, or have you just resolved that it's, nah, I'm, this is it and I'm cool with it? Nah, I mean, my own mother's given up on me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no grandchildren coming yeah. this way. No, lucky my uh, sister took that on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, mum's got three grandkids, but nah, she won't be getting any out of this, <laughs> this child, no. Um, no, no. You know, I've considered fostering and then maybe going on to adopting, but uh, yeah. that's largely dependent on my situation. I'm not willing to do that unless I can actually support, you know, another person, basically. Yeah, like, and, and yeah. I guess that's what I was kind of getting at, like um, – in the immediate, you know, next five years, it's not as if you're going to run out and adopt a child or anything like that. No, it definitely wouldn't be something that I rushed into. Um, and again, you know, I couldn't put a time frame on it because I don't know how long it will be before I get to a position, before I say yeah, I am comfortable enough to uh, to do this. So, And it's not a, a burning desire by any means. Yeah, no. yep. cool. Was the hysterectomy considered elective surgery in the public system or did you go private? Uh, elective through public, but I did choose my surgeon yep. um, and she did do public, um, but she was quite good, yeah. So, it was all public, all paid for, all covered. Yeah, yep. great. Did you have to wait long for that? Um, no, because I went straight to my surgeon rather than yep. get a referral and they get referred to hospital, etc. I think I waited mm. maybe three months. It wasn't yeah. very long. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, okay. So, how much have you got in superannuation? At the moment, I think I've got something like 15000 Yeah. Which I will oh. say has jumped way up since I started my job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you, your income has increased and we'll get to all that. Mm. So, it, it won't take long to, to build up. So, we'll say fifteen k in super, two point five k in cash. Do you have a car? Yes, I do. What's yep. that worth? Not much. I am one of those people that hates spending money on things like car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I Would could you probably, say under $5,000? Yeah, I could probably flog it with Reggie on a roadway for maybe three grand. <laughs> it's not yeah. that Cool. Cool. No. Do you have any other type of assets? Do you have any small investment accounts? Do you have any um, fun collectibles that are in your house that are worth money? Any... Anything like that? Uh, kind of. I own, say, some more sought-after sort of um, collector's thing, mostly yeah. like video game-based things like that. There's a fridge behind me that you can't really see on the shelf yeah. there that's yeah. worth four fifty. Um, mm. So, yeah, bits and pieces like that. I used to have quite a large uh, collection of Nintendo things and I yeah. sold them, which uh, financed me for quite a while. That was nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do have some stuff laying around, but honestly, without going through and taking a like, proper stock, yeah. I couldn't give an exact figure. But I could say, you know, I'd, I'd probably easily get a few grand for what I've got just off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah. May I ask what your weekly rent is in terms of your contribution to the share house? 365. Oh, sorry. 365. That's fortnightly. So, 
Okay. Weekly, I just call it 180. Yep, yep. Um, what else? Do you have any consumer debt? No, no credit cards, no... No debt? No, nothing. I try to stay away from all that. Yeah. I um, yep. did recently pull... Oh, not very recently. Actually, it was probably a year ago. I pulled my credit file to have a bit of a look at it because I was considering financing a car at the time. I did have two defaults on there from like utility bills from previous addresses and I'd moved and, you know, obviously got lost. So I yep. paid them at the time, but because of that, yep. my credit score is pretty average. Yeah, no, yeah. that's okay. Um, any other assets in your life at the moment that we haven't um, thought about or talked about? No, I mean, it's just, you know, what's in my house, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so your income... Increased from $45,000 per year to $110,000 per year. That's what you've told us? Yep, I'm on track this year to make one hundred and ten, um, yep. and that I haven't pulled any overtime or none of that. If I were, I'd be making quite a bit more. I've got a friend, same job, same career, all of that, um, on track to make 160 this year, but yeah. he's much more keen on the overtime and things than I yeah. am. So, what did you – do you get paid fortnightly or monthly? Fortnightly. Or and what do you what did you get say last fortnight? Last fortnight, uh, my net pay was forty two hundred. Yep, cool. Um, I'm just yeah. So, oh, forty two hundred was net. Yeah. Was that overtime in there? No. Oh, actually, so, there might have been one shift. I can have a look because I have my pay calculator open. Yeah, because forty two hundred over the fortnight gives us that hundred and ten amount. So, are you saying you've got 110 after tax per year? Um, let me see. Actually, yeah, I think it is. Right. So, you could be um, well and truly earning over 150 grand. Does your pay slip say the gross amount there in the fortnight? I'm going to check on my phone. I yeah, do that. I feel like I've done my math wrong. Hang on. No, that's okay. And just while Kayla's looking at that, when I used to sit and chat with new clients in financial planning and I guess, yeah, that's when I really chatted with people in financial planning. I've not really done these type of calls before on the podcast. I'll sometimes just ask weird questions and I'll go down a rabbit hole, which may sound to Kayla or to you listening that like, well, why does he care about that? Or, But I just need to get a full snapshot of the underlying position maybe a snapshot of underlying behaviours. So, it's just really important to just really understand where somebody's at in a clinical sense. Alrighty. So, 110 is gross. It is gross. Uh, okay. I cool, had cool, cool. one extra shift that fortnight that was paid as an overtime shift. I didn't actually work it. What was the net amount last fortnight? 4192 and 6 cents. And my gross was 5934 and 6 cents. For the fortnight? Yes. So, if I go 5934 times 26, yeah, so you're on 155 a year. Jeez, okay. That's good news yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always did my um, math wrong. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, the, no, that's fine. Good to know. The, the net amount was 4192, so the 4200. Now, you've currently got $2,500 saved in cash. Is that correct? Yeah, it's literally in the drawer behind me. <laughs> right. How much is in your bank account? Uh, not a lot. I think there's like 1200 in there, but I did my Christmas shopping this fortnight, so don't judge me. 
it's no, too that's, that's okay. I booked my Airbnb. I went overboard. <laughs> yeah, because and this is what I just wanted to say is like a lot of money has come in last fortnight, and a lot has gone back out. Yeah. So, yep. which is fine. I'm just trying to get at this. Would you say you're a spender or a saver? I'm very good at saving when I want to and I have a goal. If I don't have a goal, I don't want to, and then I become a spender. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty natural, you know. Like a lot of people, you know, I've had friends that for years and years and years, they couldn't save one cent. They couldn't scrape two cents to scratch, uh, to scratch together. You know, get a good goal, get a good plan in life, and they get serious, and they'll be amazed at how much money starts to walk in the door, right? Mm. So, okay, how are you currently managing your money? So, what are your what's your bank account set up? I have four accounts. Yep. I have one for my daily expenses, which is grocery, dog food, you know, all the yep. normal who cares kind of stuff. I have another yep. one, which I just call essentials, which I try to keep money for things that are a bit more important. Um, yep. Like? Like why I have like health appointments, things like sure, that. Sure, sure. Like I, yep. I try to keep it in there so I can spend it off of that card but not have to keep it in the same account as like the groceries, the boring stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I have another one which is for like utilities. I keep my health insurance payments in there, um, bills outside of utilities as well. Like I, you know, I pay my toll roads, things like that. Um, that comes from that account. I have another one, which is just for rent. Yep. Yeah. I did used to have a separate savings one, but I'm finding that pulling my cash out and sticking it in the drawer is actually way more effective for me because <laughs> I have a bad habit of transferring it back and then going, cool, well, it's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And are all those accounts with the one bank? Yes. They're all with yep, ING. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. ING. I'm just um, making some notes here. No way. So what, like, what do you like doing outside of work? Like, you've you've said you've got an interest in like perhaps video games, gaming. You've got a dog. Mm. Do you have any other passions or hobbies or anything like that that you and your partner like doing? Yeah, we play a bit of board games as well. And weirdly enough, I think board games is the more expensive hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, is, how is it expensive? Because you buy the games that are bespoke or do you go to a, um, a, a venue and there's other people playing? What's the expense there? A bit of both. We like to go to Fortress in Melbourne, which is yeah. Um, yeah, a big gaming venue. They do video games as well. They've got the PC set up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's easy to spend, you know, 50 bucks in there on computer access and things and then you know by the time we normally get snacks and stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah it starts to starts to climb um same there's another little place in the city called marche we quite like yep. that place but it's much cheaper um but then we do also buy board games for home um i bought one a couple weeks ago for 250 yeah so yeah, okay. yeah yep. if you're if you're buying the type of games that we like they're typically called euro games um yep. yeah they can be quite pricey so yeah yeah and have you ever had any credit cards or consumer debt? Um, back when I was quite young, say like 2021, yeah. uh, they're not yeah. even on my credit file anymore. Like they've all dropped yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But nothing in the last five years. No, no. I haven't had a loan in a long time. I don't even yeah. have a postpaid phone. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so for those wondering, you know, we, we're not going to disclose Kayla's um, occupation. She wanted to just keep that anonymous. Um, 
the jump from 450, oh, sorry, 450, that'd be <laughs> nice, from 45K to essentially 150K, so you've got a $100,000 pay increase. When did that happen? How many months ago? June. June. Yeah. So at the time of recording, we're the end of um, November to, to 2021. So you've had this nice juicy income for, say, five months? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, mid to late June that it yeah. went up and then I did have my surgery in July, which, as I mentioned, yeah, is where, okay. you know, yeah. savings all disappeared. Uh, we're back to work, I think, end of September. So I haven't really had time to accumulate much since then. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. you know, we're starting to get serious now. Yeah, because yep. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about the, the leave without pay because I'm like, okay, um, yep. you suck at saving money, but that's okay. <laughs> but hey, so do yeah. I. I. I'm a really bad saver. Um, yeah. That's why I've had to change I will my say though, you know, I um, found out about my surgery and I had, I think, like six weeks to save. And in that six weeks, I did save six and a half thousand. So, yeah, you know, I yeah, could pull yeah. it off. I just, I need to get serious about it. I need to work out how I'm doing it, all yeah. of those things, yeah. Now, the 45K to 150K, was it the same industry or occupation or was it a new job and a, a new vibe? Or was it like I'm now a, from a junior earning uh, 45K a year to a senior earning 155 in the same job and all that stuff? bit of both because I went in on a traineeship. So, I basically sure. completed a qualification with the workplace and then that put me out into the workforce with them. Yep. And then I had six months probation before I got my yeah full rate. So it was a bit of a process. Yeah. Do you like your job? Yes. I will say it has a lot of room for growth. Um, there are people in the same workplace that have perhaps moved into training roles and things like um, compliance and all sorts of similar sorts of roles that, make nearly double what I make. Um, mm -hmm. So, there's definitely room to grow. Now, you're in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Do you live um, like, are you like within an hour of the CBD? 10 minutes. Ten, okay. So, you're right in town. Yep. Pretty close. Yep. And you've got no plans on moving anywhere else? No, we quite like our house. It suits us really well. Yep. Um, yep. You know, we've got five bedrooms, three bathrooms, so we basically never see each other. Um, yeah. And it's pretty good rent. So there's no yep. real plans to move unless they kick us out. <laughs> We're pretty attached yeah. to it. We've been here three yep. years now as well. You know, it feels like home. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll go. Now, I guess one more question, little sub-question. Mm -hmm. um, are there intentions... And this is a yes, no, or maybe. I just want a yes, no, or maybe from you. <laughs> sure. Are there intentions for you and your partner, I'll just say in the next two years, to move together and formalise something in some way or another? It's a possibility. Okay. Yeah. It's a maybe. Yep. yep. Okay. Now, the, now I've, I've got a really good snapshot of you and your life at the moment. I want to ask you now, like, if you could tell me- in your own words, obviously, if I could ask you three or two goals that you have in your life at the moment, what would they be? Financial security, which not going to lie, I, I sort of have. It's more a question of, you know, getting it together. <laughs> yep. Um, more literal goals. I'd like to buy a car, something nicer than what I've got. And yep. then 
the big one is, yeah, buy a property. Property, yep. How much, um, you know, sometimes people say $5,000 is a nice car. Some say 10000 Some say 30000 is a nice car. You know, what's a nice car to you? The car that I want, not the yep. car that I can, well, I should say willingly pay for. I could probably afford it. Is about 120000 new. So, we're going to stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, I what is it? I'd really like a Land Rover, uh, not a Land Rover, a Defender, they call. Oh, they were yeah, the ones yeah, on yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very expensive. I, I would car. love one of them, but yeah. I can't stomach spending that much on a car. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't make myself do it. Especially, you know, coming from scraping by, you get into those habits of, you know, I can't spend this mm. crazy amount of money on something like a car. Can't do it. Um, but I've had a look at the market. Um, I have a really good idea of what I can, or, or what will get me what I would be happy with, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you know, confidence yep. after all of that. Um, Ten to fifteen, easy. Yeah, and what type of car is that? Just any really sort of like small hatchback. Nothing yeah, like flash. or something. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Maybe i thirty, something like that. Uh, any tr- plans? So you've got financial security, car, property, anything else over the next couple couple of years. No, I can't say that anything comes to mind. Yeah, no, that's and, totally um, fine. Since like taking my job while I was on those like lower rates, but still like you know earning enough, I mm. went and bought all those things that you know you put on the back burner when you're you know sort of living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I yep. finally updated my wardrobe, um, updated my computer, um, you know, got a new TV. I bought myself a new mattress. Um, new bed yep. frame I needed, you know, all those things that are like, you know, I need to do this but I can't afford. I, I just, yeah, went and did all of that. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, cool, it's all ticked off. Like, you know, I've got like things I didn't even need. I've got surround sound for some reason, you know, <laughs> all these things. I'm like, yeah, it's ready to move past that. Yeah, you're, you're at a base camp now mm. um, because crap like a mattress and, yeah. you know, it's just like you buy one every eight to ten years basically yep. um, and they're not cheap. So... On the financial security thing, like what would mean financial security to you? I guess just being able to afford emergencies and that would be things yep. like, you know, my dog needs surgery or yep. my car broke down, but not only did it break down, it probably shit itself. Um, yeah. Things like that, yep. you know. Um, yep. I, I see the financial security thing in kind of this three-pronged approach. Mm. Um, the first one's job. The second one is, you know, the stuff like you talked about, like the cars, the dog and, you know, the day-to-day emergencies. Yep. And the third one's like the health thing or the accident or injury stuff. Yep. Um, you know, we can't control a lot of the stuff in our lives that come under the emergency things, right? Otherwise, we plan for it <laughs> yep. and therefore it's not an emergency. So, that kind of makes sense. So, I would imagine, and you've told me your job uh, privately before we've pressed record, that job sounds like you would have long-term job security if you wanted. Big time. Yep. 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 Um, I'm pretty much attached until I cut loose. Um, They will never get rid of me unless I make some serious mistakes. Um, And that's not very likely. I have a perfect record so far. So, for me, the the job stuff in terms of financial security, there's a big tick there, right? So, we can take that off the table. The next one, you know, the car, the dog and, um, you know, emergency stuff, we can cover that with an emergency fund, Mm. right? 
like really easily. Um, and we'll talk about that soon. The third one is around um, just having some personal insurances to catch the things that we can't control. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting one for me because uh, the experience of most people in my role is that it's not an easy thing to set up. There's a bit of risk to us, so. Yeah, let's, I'm just going to call a colleague of mine. I'll, I'll put him on speakerphone. Sure. If, it, if he ends up answering um, and we put it to air, uh, we'll obviously uh, blank out the- um, Profession. The, the profession. Uh, so, let's just have a look. Sure. Phil Thompson. So, Phil Thompson does all our insurances for a lot of our listeners. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. <laughs> Phil. Hello. Um, that's the right attitude. I've just got you on speaker um, and I'm just recording a, a live clarity call with a listener from the show. Her name's right. Kayla. So, so say hi, Kayla. No, Phil, say hi to Kayla. Oh, hi, Kayla. Hi, Phil. Um, <laughs> she probably can't, you probably can't hear her, but um, her occupation is a... Yes. Um, what's the deal with IP for... A- yeah, we can we can get it going on. Yeah. Um, it's going to... If there's one insurer who will do it till age 65, or they did six months ago, I yeah. don't know if they've changed it since. But it's not a straight-up decline, the occupation? No, no, no. No, no it's either a, you can get till age 65 or for five-year benefit period. Yeah. And also with um, medical, um, Kayla's just said that she had a hysterectomy a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. providing there's no ongoing issues and she's fine, you know, that's not a showstopper, is it, for any type of IP? No, that's all right. Yeah, again, they want to see, like, post-ops reports and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that should be fine. Yeah, cool. No, no, that's right. We're just talking about financial security as a goal and uh, I, I wrote down, you know, some personal protection um, to cover things that we can't control and I thought... Yeah. I would uh, call Phil Thompson from Sky Wealth because he is the man who knows about insurances. So we might. Is this on an actual episode? Yeah, it will be. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Phil. (laughs) Yeah, Kayla said, "Welcome Um, to the show." (laughs) Yeah, um, I can't hear you at all, Taylor. But nice to kind of almost meet you, kind of. Kind of, yep. All right. Well, that's cool. I might introduce Kayla to you after we've recorded, and you can have a chat. K-A-Y-L-A. Oh, cool. All right, Kayla. Yeah. Nice to kind of meet you. Yeah. We'll meet properly later. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, mate. Awesome. See you later. Thanks, Bye. Cool. Yeah, so we, we will introduce you to Phil because that is one big thing with the financial security. Like if you um, broke your arm and couldn't work for three months yeah, and it was on a weekend, well work cover or whatever is not going to cover you. So Yeah. Um, well, the so, story so that, of my broken ankle is one that my best friend loves to tell. Yeah, which is? I fainted in the shower. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. How the hell does that happen? Yeah, no one knows. My heart rate just mm. dropped and then I dropped and so wow. that was it. Well, yeah. Pretty funny. Gosh. as a 28-year-old apparently. Heard about it for months. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so it can happen anytime, people. Be careful. Mm, <laughs> Your shower's not the yeah. same space you think it is. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm. It's slippery and wet. Yeah. And if you're not conscious, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I really think we can meet your goal of having financial security within a couple of months. I think so as well. I've just got to get there. That's right. And second, the car and then the property. Um, the way I would probably see it would be like anything. The first thing to do is like clear consumer debt, right? So, you got none of that. No. The second thing would be to really look at an emergency fund. You've got lots of income, which is awesome. Mm. So, it won't take long for you to work out how much you need in an emergency fund. I wouldn't suggest, based on like loosely what you're telling me, it might not be more than $10,000. Yeah, that's what I think Based as on well. your expenses. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've, we've got a target of 10K even there. Um, we can have a look at getting some personal insurances to really factor that cost into your budget um, and to also ensure that if you couldn't work, that money could uh, keep coming in. Yeah. Okay. So, I think the financial security thing would be nailed. And we will talk about this property stuff. But secondly, how would you rate out of 10 your current cash flow management? Oh, that's not good. Um Geez, that's generous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I said, you know, I've come off the back of surgery and I I did, you know, this paycheck this fortnight, I'd mentally written it off as, you know, Christmas and yeah, things like yeah. that. So, I mean, this particular fortnight, you know, maybe a two. <laughs> I did pay, you know, some stuff like I had a couple afterpays from, you know, catching up after surgery and stuff. I paid them off. Yeah. Like I got rid of them. Yeah. Whatever was left. Oh, so you, so you have had consumer debt in the last few <laughs> oh, years. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, to get technical, the afterpay counts in my mum's name. She just helps me oh. out time to time. Oh, well, all right. Shout out to my mum. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mum. Yeah, Can thanks, I have some mom. afterpay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not your money. So, technically, you know, we're yeah. all right. Okay. So, and I know I was joking with you about, you know, having a, a sloppy system, but you're right. Like, life happens. Mm. You've had surgery and, you know, having time off work without pay is like dropping a nuclear bomb on your finances, right? Yep. And, you know, at the time of recording this, it's the end of November. So, Christmas is coming up and you want to get things sorted. You've had to buy the mattress. So, I think you're really in a good position to press reset and start to really look at the goals that mm. you have. We're going to take a quick break and I'll come back and we'll talk about your property predicament or what you're thinking there. So, we'll be right back after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, we're back. I'm just having a bit of a chat with Kayla, uh, shooting the breeze about her own personal situation. Getting a property is a goal of yours. Now, tell us what you're thinking at the moment. I'd like to buy something for me for retirement. Um, yep. And I'm thinking that I'll probably be by myself at most with a partner. So, yep. you know, I don't need heaps of space. I want it to be something that I can maintain in retirement. So, that's, yep. you know, not a large property, not massive gardens, though, you know, big lawns. Um, something, you know, fairly modern as well. Don't want to be replacing things, especially by the time I retire by then. They won't be modern anymore. Um, no. <laughs> you know, so I want to get something that um, I'll be able to renovate and that sort of thing as well. Um, yep. So, that sort of excludes some properties. Um but yeah, you know, not, nothing complicated, nothing massive, nothing. Whereabouts? I think I'd like to be in the city, if not very close. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually looking at Docklands or maybe Port Melbourne, yep. possibly South Bank. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, I won't need to travel further than that really for my job if I was still wanting to kick on working into retirement. Um yeah. So, yeah, you know, yep. location there would be good. So, are you talking about buying a home, say, within the next couple of years with a view to live in it yourself or buying a home in the next couple of years for you to put a tenant in to live in and then when you want to retire, you've got the option to move into that location? I think I'd like to live there, but I think that that decision is probably going to be based on sort of what benefits me the most long term, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, like we're pretty happy with where we are. Um, mm. And as I said, I do live with family, so I'm not really wanting to leave them high and dry. But at the same time, obviously, you know, I've, I've got to look after myself. So, yeah. yeah. So, you're saying you're living with your brother and sister? Cousin. Cousin, that's right. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I've got a cousin, Carly. She's a pain in the ass. I'm probably closer <laughs> to her than my sister. Um, what would happen tomorrow if your brother and cousin said, we're moving out, we've got to leave here? Uh, well, the lease is in all three of our names, so we'd have to either get them off or, or just not worry about it. But um, if we all had to go, then I'd probably move in with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, so, what I'm hearing is at the moment for the next one or two years, you're 100% happy to live in a share house type arrangement. Yeah. Like I said, you know, we've had this going on yep. for a few years. Um, we're all pretty happy. Good, yep. good property, good location, good price. You know, it ticks all the boxes for us. Yeah. yeah. And, then, 
And that's why I want to just kind of drill down. So if you had to move out of there tomorrow, either they didn't want to renew the lease, your cousin or your bro or someone, you know, they wanted to move aside, you would go, well, I'll rent somewhere else in town and find a friend to rent with. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the option would be there to perhaps just replace them in this property. Um, but there's probably more hassle that I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I so. guess I just want to j- drill down. So if this property that you're currently in, mm. they said, piss off, we're moving back in or whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, uh, we'd probably all look for a place together still. Yeah. Like, you know, unless there was some reason we had to split up, we'd just keep going doing what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, say, you know, my brother and my cousin, they both said, oh, you know what, we've uh, decided that the Queensland is the place for us. We're out of here. See you, mate. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, you know, then I, yeah, I'll probably move in with a friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 cool, cool. I guess well, I'm, I'm just really drilling down in a couple of different angles to just to really understand that you're actually quite happy not to buy a home to live in yourself at the moment with no one else. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm happy here, yeah. Uh, you know, my brother and I are very close. You know, a lot of people ask us if we're twins, all of that. We like the same yeah. stuff, you know. We Does we- he have headphones with... Um, <laughs> So his were much more expensive than these. Yeah. Um, But, you know, same thing. Like, I bet you if I went upstairs now, he'd be doing pretty much what I'm doing. He's probably sitting on his computer playing a game. Um, So, you know, we watch the same shows, read the same books. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same person, just split in two. Yeah. So. Awesome. And that was like with the the partner situation, that's, it's not a 100% yes, we're going to move in together in the very near future. So, it's not, it's, we don't really have to worry about that at this stage. No, you know, if it was something that one of us wanted to do, then we would talk about it. But it's not yeah. something that we've talked about outside of, you mm. know, um, if this comes up, we will have a conversation yeah. as, as yeah. far as yeah. we've gone there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally cool. I like how you're thinking uh, of future Kayla, mm. like- when I retire, I want a home that I can call mine and, you know, if I want to renovate it or do something like that. I mean, if you going back to if you were to buy a property tomorrow, it's it might be a, a very expensive exercise to get into the city right now for 30 years down the track, right? Yeah. Um, and I would be in an apartment, which I'm yes. not, you know, don't have a problem with. Uh, but, you know, most apartments these days are pretty questionable in terms of quality. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, I mean, I don't know how keen I am to buy an apartment, uh, but, you know, if I did mm. buy one now and then say, you know, 30 years from now, I needed to, you know, swap, change that in for another apartment, you know, at least I had something. I could say, yep, I'll put this on the market. That's going to finance yeah. whatever it is that I need. Because... Ultimately, what we're getting at is that you're wanting to do something for future Kayla. Mm. It's just a matter of what. And I would really, and again, if you were sitting in a financial advice office that I owned and I was the advisor and we were doing some ongoing consulting, I would say, well, we've got to get your emergency fund built up. We've got to get your cash flow into a rhythm Mm. And we just need some time to to let that, you know, work and try and at least build a bit of a an ongoing savings muscle um, because there's no reason why you couldn't save 50 grand a year. Like No, I've, right I've run the numbers myself and I think that's achievable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like at the very at least. At the minimum 50 um, grand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, what I'm probably more focused on is to get the cash flow system humming along, get your um, target emergency fund. So, we, you know, call it 10 grand or whatever. Then let's get $10,000 saved for a new car. And then in the background, just start doing some research and thinking like, okay, so I want to do something for future Kayla. And if I've got $50,000 a year left over, I want to look at and seeing how I can invest this. Yeah, that's it. And yep. I, I would challenge a little bit just the notion that, and you, you did touch on it, like if you did buy an apartment and then you had to sell it and, and move apartment, I would probably go- well, the Kayla in 30 years, the best shot she's got at buying a house and living in Melbourne where she wants to live for her retirement or whatever that is, is for her to be financially very strong, right? Mm. So, then we go back and go, okay, well, that means I need to be Kayla the investor, not Kayla the saver. So, that also means, do I want to start to learn about, well, I, I don't know if I'm actually in the mood to get a mortgage and buy a property and be a landlord right now, or can we set up uh, a really straightforward index investment fund that I can just set up a monthly savings plan ongoing and just grow wealth? Because if you just focus on growing wealth for the Kayla of tomorrow, when the Kayla of tomorrow wakes up at age 60 and says, okay, well, I've had enough of working now. Oh, I want to buy a house there. Well, I've got all this money. I'll just go and pay for that. Mm. And I know I'm not really helping you. I'm just kind of throwing <laughs> just different things to, yeah, to think about. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, I, I don't know anything about investing. I don't know anything about buying property. I don't know what's smart. I don't know what to start, you know. Mm. I don't know anything about the different types of investments. I don't know anything about stocks. I mean, Bitcoin, yeah. what a mess. You know, there's heaps yeah. out there. I don't know anything about any of it. I don't know how to gain that knowledge. You know, I see people posting in the group asking questions about, you know, I've got this type of stock or this type of, you know, mm. asset. What out of these options should I do? What do people think is best? And I'm sitting mm. there and I'm like, I don't even know those were options. You know, <laughs> you know, I've I've got nothing going on here. I've yeah, I'm an empty slate. Yeah, and that's the good thing because we can now start from scratch and start building. Now, a couple of questions: Have you? I'm going to. If you haven't, uh, the book that I wrote, sort your money out and get invested. Are you a reader? I've got to get it. I do have okay, to get it. I'm going to. Yep. Yeah. After this message, email me your postal address. And I'll post you one uh, as my gift. Thank you so much. And <laughs> that'll save seriously, me yeah, it will just be the best start because it's just it builds on you know starting from scratch. Yeah, and really starting to get you think, uh, get you thinking about investing because I think it'd be the worst thing at the moment if you just went all gung ho uh, and went and bought a unit in Melbourne tomorrow. Like, I, I just don't think it would serve you well because we just need to get your foundations nailed. We need to get yeah, you in a good so. spending habits. Mm. And we also need to, um, you know, have you done the Glenn James spending plan? No, but I did have a look at it online a couple of days ago. 
Yeah. I just haven't had the time. I'm on annual leave at the moment and I've been weirdly busy for someone who plays a lot of video games. So, yeah. But it's on no, the that, agenda for fine. the fortnight. I've got a fortnight off. It's in there. Yeah. So, what we're going to do, I'll also, after this, if you email me your mailing address, yep. I'll email you back uh, a code and you can download that spending plan at no cost. That would be good. Because what you've talked about there with having the four bank accounts with just ING, the behavior side is letting you down and that's why you've had to gamify the behavior side to have actual physical cash in the drawer. So <laughs> I am. I'm fighting myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, yeah, but it's totally normal, right? Like we all do weird things and I'd rather you have, you know, two and a half grand or $1,200 in the drawer than not at all. Yeah. But I think a lot, the spending plan, it basically, it will show you progress pretty much from the next pay cycle. Yeah, that's where it starts, this next pay cycle. Yeah. So, I think you're really on the right track because you're at base camp. You are ready to go. Mm. And we'll get some insurances so it's, you know, factored into your pay. We'll get you set up with a, a spending plan that uses another bank, not just ING, yep. um, which will honestly just help quarantine and it will show you how to set up weekly payments into each account. Yep. And then while all this is going on, you know, you can really just start thinking what type of, and I guess read the book as well, because that will start you, because there's a whole chapter on property and investing in property. Yep. There's two chapters on shares. That will just be a really good introduction um, because we know that we've got to do something for the Kayla of tomorrow. Mm. And we know that, it doesn't have to be shares. It doesn't have to be property. It might be a mixture of both. It might be some extra super contributions. Uh, and I'm not seeing any other, you know, you haven't said, oh, I need $20,000 to go to Europe or anything like no, that just yet. No. The furthest <laughs> so, I want to go is Queensland. That'll cost me maybe a couple of grand. Like, you know, we'll find room for that if I'm desperate. Yeah, yeah. well, the spending plan will enable you to factor that in. Mm. So, I reckon you, you're really on a, a good thing. Are there any ongoing um, health expenses out of the surgery? Not from surgery. I have, um, as I said, like appointments that I go to. Um, I did get private health insurance because my income now is above, you know, the Medicare threshold. Um, yeah. So, that covers part of it. I normally spend maybe like 50 bucks a fortnight on that. Apart from that, yeah. I don't have much going on. Yeah. So, I, I reckon you're um, you're in a really good position to just use the next six months or so um, to not start investing, but to just get the spending plan habits and behaviours in order, get the yeah, emergency okay. fund built up. Because once we've got that financial security, like the job's done, emergency fund, that will be ticked. We'll get, and Phil's just sent me a text. Um, he says, now two insurers offer to age 65 uh, for your occupation. Cool. So, what that means is if you can't work ever again due to accident or illness, mm. the insurance company will supplement your income until you return to work. Yeah. Which is the ultimate financial security, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's always that yeah. risk of injury in my job. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Phil, I'll also introduce you to him. So, um, yeah, I really think you're in a really good position and there's nothing else that really jumps out at me. You're super, you know, strictly speaking, um, 32-year-old. It is a bit lower than yeah. the average bear, but whatever, we're all different. Um, the good thing is there's probably about a, a 15 grand a year that's going in there now. Yeah, that's right. And I wondered about my 
super contributions because if I do decide that I want to retire early or if I'm forced out of the workforce early because, you know, yep. who knows what could go wrong with me. I'm the unluckiest person alive. Um, <laughs> you know, do I want it to be all in my super and then have to fight to get it back? Like, I, you yeah. know, for my specific circumstances, it might be better for me to exactly what you said, just grow my wealth and have it ready to go. So Yeah. So, again, all these questions – they don't have to be answered today or next month or in the next six months because I really think over the next six months, I wouldn't want you doing anything anyway other than focusing on emergency fund, car, insurance, savings, like as in habits yeah. and the systems. And then in the background, you can be reading my book, you can be doing the spending plan and um, just starting to learn more. Yeah, I think that's pretty much where I'm at. You know, I uh, mm. need to learn basically and I need to mm. build those habits. You know, I have them when I want them. <laughs> mm. You know, I had surgery to save for, you know, I had to save that mattress, things like that, you know. When I really stick to it, I'm quite good at it. But I just, I don't know, my habits are terrible. I don't have them so, you know, hammered in that I just do mm. them. It's something I have to plan for and then, you know, devote time and effort into actually doing yeah, and honestly, the spending plan will really help you. And I'd probably say, like, um, you've already got the four ING accounts set up. You could probably just set up another account with another bank and use that as your weekly spending account because we don't want mm. all our money accessible to us at the drop of a hat. We just want to set a weekly wage up and it might be $150 a week for you, $200 a week over to one account and that's what you use for Food, fuel, going out, public transport, you know. Oh, yeah, day I don't to think day. You, yeah, like I, you don't strike me as someone who needs, um, you know, $800 a week just to blow on crap. No, so, no I mean, don't get me wrong, I can, but I don't oh, need. <laughs> I don't yeah, need. Yeah, no, exactly. No. And that's why the um, nope. the um, the spending plan will really um, will really help you. And the good news is you've, you know, you've got two and a half grand towards your emergency fund already. Yep. Um, sounds like most of your Christmas presents are paid for. Yeah. You've got, uh, yep. you know, the new mattress and the chunky stuff. So yeah, yeah you're at, you're ready to launch. Yeah, I'm feeling that way, and that's why yeah, you know, mm. this is time to get serious. Yeah. Do you have any other questions that hasn't been answered today? Nothing that comes to mind. I mean, like I'm hearing what you're saying in terms of you know, like now's the time to start, get good habits, all of that, and I can't say that I disagree that that's, you know, not a good first step. I think it is a good first mm. step. And I think that once I get those habits going, you know, I can start thinking about, you know, oh, I, I've got this, you know, the, call it a pile of money now. What am I going to do with it? Um, am I going to make it work for me? How am I going to make it work for me? You know, do I want to earn interest on it? Do I want to invest in something? You know, will it be safer from me if I invest it? You know, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think while you're working on these foundational things and the book will give you the, the diagram of the house and the foundations and all the order, that the stuff that we've talked about, um, you can start to think about, oh, do I want to be a, a landlord or a landlady, whatever mm. that is, um, or do I want to just invest in shares and not have the, the drama of tenants? And yeah, I just think you use this time to think about that stuff and just do like if you want to do it, the online course that John Pigeon has about, you know, investment properties, like you can do that and watch those because it's all about not doing anything until um, you understand enough about it. 
Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I, being someone that, you know, hasn't had to deal with these things in the past, as I mentioned, I think, in my post, you know, I don't know where to get that information, really. <laughs> you know, I've never had to yeah. seek it out before. I'm like, who do I go to? Like, where do I look? Um, you know, yeah. like, you know, all those resources, I haven't had to think about where will I get them. So, I'm, I'm just going to read the post in finishing. Sure. Uh, hi, I'm 32 and starting late. I'm only this year for the first time in my life earning a decent income. I've never made more than 45K per year and now I find myself on a minimum of 110K per year. I want to save and buy a property and set myself up for retirement. Also, we've talked about that as early as possible as I have health issues that may or may not prevent me uh, working to retirement age. Awesome. If I can work longer, great. But if not, I want to make sure um, I'm not left struggling. I've done a budget and can easily save over $40,000 per year. But as far as managing those savings and then buying a property, I have no idea. I don't even know who I would speak to about it. You could probably ask me. <laughs> as mentioned, I've only just found myself in this position by both dumb and good luck and have no idea where to start. I've looked at the files, but they're mostly gibberish to me. Does anyone have any advice? How can I go about gaining the knowledge that you all seem to have? And you just face palm emoticon. <laughs> That's me, yep. <laughs> On a side note, as a childless person, would there be any issues buying an apartment compared to a property with land? Probably a stupid question. There's no stupid questions. But I was always made to believe that you should buy property with land because it will only increase in value, whereas apartments may not. Thanks in advance. So, there was lots of stuff on that post. Did you get any other encouragement from people? Yeah, there post? were lots of really helpful comments. Um, mm. I was, yeah, pretty happy with a lot of the advice. It was pretty similar to, you know, what we've discussed today, like getting set up mm. and then going from there. Um, a lot of people mentioned something that I touched on earlier, you know, in terms of being able to renovate and things like that. Um, that was something that I hadn't considered in terms of buying an apartment, yeah. you know, there might be rules around renovations, noise, that type of thing. So, you know, yeah, there were definitely some mm. things that came up that I probably wouldn't have thought of by myself. And I guess that's why I wanted to just jump in because a lot of people like you, you find yourself in good incomes and all that stuff and you'll run straight in to try and get professional help and then you'll be investing in shares next Thursday or on your way to buying an, an investment property next week where I'm just like, well, let's hold on for 10 seconds and just get the base camp stuff covered and then move into it slowly as our education and understanding and goals uh, increase. Yeah, and I think that's a good plan, you know. I think maybe that seeing some stories from other people, you know, they did, they invested quickly or they bought a property quickly, you know, that makes it seem like that's what I should be doing. But, you know, just building an nest egg can't really be a bad idea either. That's right. Yeah. And and that's what it, it all goes back to. It's like the Kayla of tomorrow needs as much money as we can give her mm. And that's up to the Kayla of today. Yeah, who just blew a lot of money on Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. We, but, you know, we're we going to get do. serious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you can't wreck it if you keep out of debt and keep away from your mum's afterpay account. <laughs> I know. I'm going to ask her to change the password. Yes, yeah. you can't use that crap no. because it's just, it's not helpful because, no. you know, you've got lots of money and the spending plan will help you. And, you know, you've got some good little bank accounts set up there, but just a slight tweak in structure yeah, I think so. will help you with the behavioural side. So Yeah, and that's the thing. It's um, I did mention this earlier, but, you know, can I afford this? If the answer's always yes, you know, you've, you've got, 
you've got nothing holding you back. And then, yeah, yeah. having all my money, you know, I, I try to spread it out across those accounts and try to, you know, like mentally wipe it, but it just doesn't work. Mm. So That's right. Yeah. So that's why I think we can just do a one step further, get another bank and uh, you'll be all good. Very good. All right, Kayla, thank you so much for jumping on, having a chat with me, and I hope that you've got some clarity. Um, yeah, look, I mean, if, you know, <laughs> the short answer is do nothing, I'll take it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, It seems like good advice, easy to follow. Yep, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I will. Yeah. I'll just, um, you know, as, as we've talked about, build on wealth and... But in this doing nothing, it will change everything because yeah. it's just nailing those um, baselines. And... Not every time you get a clear slate like you've got. Um, sometimes people come to this position that you're in now and they've got heaps of consumer debt, they don't have a good income, life's crazy. It all seems pretty good for you. And I think, you know, going into 2022, you'll have a banging year and we look forward to hearing how you get on. Yeah, well, I will. I'll be sure to update you. And um, awesome. hopefully it'll go to plan. No okay. worries. I'm sure it will. All right, Kayla, thank you so much for joining us on My Millennial Money. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.